Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. How would you like to get your brand and an advert for it gently teased into the earphones of 100,000 highly engaged listeners, both within this show and promoting our partnership across Acast's other hit podcasts? Well, you can. We will even get creative and make the ad for you. Contact us through producerpool.co.uk and we will tell you all about the available sponsorship offers. Today on Fantasy Five, it's Spain versus Austria. For our Euro specials, the noise next door will create European-themed five-a-side football teams against a stand-up comedy guest who will be representing their actual country. Both sides will be using characters from fiction, history and real life as long as they hail from the appropriate nation. We'll also see what happens when these teams battle it out on the pitch. National pride is on the line. I'm Sam and this is Matt. We are today's pundits. Hi Sam, yeah, we'll be providing some criticism and insight as ever into the manager's lineups, and later we will be in charge of the commentary for the main match highlights. Today our managers are Ignacio Lopez and Thomas Livingstone. First up, Ignacio, welcome. Are we excited you. about your Spanish I'm team? Pumped. I'm so excited. This yeah. is I've been waiting for this opportunity my entire life. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I've my, this is my moment to shine <laughs> and show my terrible <laughs> historical knowledge about Spain. That is what I'm looking forward to sharing. Historically, there's been a lot of of good Spanish managers. Uh, do you, are you worried about the uh, the legacy that you're trying to uphold? To be honest, no. I think I've done this as most Spanish people do, which is confidently and with the hopes it will lead to sex. That is my <laughs> mantra in life. I've done next to zero preparation. I kept putting it off, having siestas and stuff, proper stereotypical Spanish mm. stuff. Uh, finally arrived and I was like, you know what? The team's there in my head. I knew who I was going to choose and I've got them ready. We do like to ask people as well, like, how Spanish are you? Are you 100%? Well, no, I'm a, I'm a proper mix. I could have I could have done this for Spain or Wales. Um, you know, the the two the two places I've lived the longest of my life, Spain and Wales. My mum is Welsh, my father's Spanish. Uh, it's even more complicated than that. I could technically have slipped in as Ireland or Morocco as well, uh, but I thought I'm going to go for Spain, which is currently I think the underdog. I think Wales has got a better squad at the moment than uh, than Spain. So I'm happy to happy to represent Hispania. Fantastic. Well, it's wonderful to have you, and you will be going up against 
Tom, how Austrian are you, Tom? I am not Austrian, but my sister-in-law is. So <laughs> that's the technicality I'm getting in on. Uh, my There's sister-in-law is Austrian. Uh, that means I am legitimately managing Austria today. I've had a lot of fun researching Austria. They've done some stuff of Austria. We'll get into it later. So normally this is where we put our spoiler warning when we do it. Uh, the, the team's based on themes. However... If you think that you're that you're going to get spoilers out of the history of, of Spain or Austria, you haven't read a book <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since maybe about the age of eleven. So there's not going to be too many spoilers. Uh, but you can also please do head over to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow and review Fantasy Five with five stars if you like it. And also if you don't, that'd be nice. Um, now, without further ado, let's hear those Fantasy Fives. So, we're coming over to the home team today. It's Spain. Ignacio, talk us through your team. Okay, first up, in I think the goalkeeper is such an important role, especially when you've got, uh, you know, an attacking team like Austria. Uh, so, I've decided in goal to put the famous comic book character, Super Lopez. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not making him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's, it sounds I made know, well, up. <laughs> weird, you know, the frustrating thing. I grew up, you know, my name is Lopez. It's a very popular name in Spain. Uh, I think that's partly down to my father having illegitimate children. I'm not 100%. There's a lot of Lopez's <laughs> in Spain. Uh, but Super Lopez was actually around before me. It's a comic book character. You know, he's got some similarities to like an American ripoff of Super Lopez called like Super Bloke or something. I'm not quite sure of the, that one. <laughs> but it's, essentially, he's a superpower. He's got super strength. You know, he's got laser vision. Uh, he, you know, he can fly. I think, it, you know, the flight is going to be super helpful in goal. There's no ball going to get past him anyway. So Super Lopez, I'm putting him in goal. Talk us through this guy. So he, so he can fly... He's got super yep. strength. I mean, that's pretty helpful for a goalkeeper. I mean, to be honest, yeah. not just in goal, he could have really played in any position. And quite frankly, <laughs> I don't really feel like I need another four players. But just because I don't want this to be the shortest <laughs> podcast in history, I thought I should add some additional players as well. He's got it covered. Super Lopez is amazing. He can be quite slapstick, though. He is a comedy comic character. You know, there's, he's, uh, you know, there's some unfortunate hijinks he gets up to and sometimes the villain beats him and stuff. So this could be one of those occasions. We're not going to see uh, until the match. But uh, hopefully... He's got uh, his game face on and Super Lopez can deliver in uh, in the goals between the sticks. Does yeah, does he have any kind of weakness, any kind of kryptonite? He's he loses his temper a lot. That's his main weakness. Oh, okay. He's got a bit of a temper and that makes him um difficult to work with. I think, you know, he has you know, he's, 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 you need to be a team player as well. In a, it's a team sport. And I think if he loses his temper and fails to communicate with his defenders and stuff, then uh, there's a good chance maybe some balls are going to get past him. And sometimes he sees red, he turns red, uh, his moustache flies off his face and he, he just, yeah, <laughs> loses his cool. And uh, that, could, that, could, uh, that could result in some, some negative uh, results. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking up a. Yeah, uh, I need that mustache. Yeah, I'm looking up a picture of him now. He's <laughs> <laughs> he's got a massive nose, huge nose, huge nose. Massive. It's for sniffing out sniffing out villains. I think that's what the that's the primary. <laughs> you know, basically, if he doesn't, you know, if the ball, you know, sometimes the 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 goalkeeper's stretching there further. Say, for instance, this goes down into penalties. All right, I think he's capable of stopping the ball with his nose. 
All right, you know, you could stretch out. <laughs> and you know, because sometimes the keeper goes the, long, the wrong way and he has to like save it with his leg. He could just turn and block the ball with his nose if necessary. So Super Lopez can definitely <laughs> give that a shot. <laughs> That's really good. Or lose his temper and let his flying off moustache hit the exactly. ball. Exactly. <laughs> you, can, you can only do that once though. That's just one shot. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's the, the real Hail Mary. That's the, you know, last case scenario. <laughs> that is actually yeah. how I lost my hair. I got so furious uh, that all of the hair on my head just flew off. And I now just maintain a pretty high level of rage all the time. And that's why I never came back. <laughs> all right. Well, Super Lopez in goal. I mean, that's, yeah, that sounds, he's, he sounds good. I, 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 re- I kind of want to read this comic. It looks really fun. It's great, man. <laughs> I've got them all, all right? I used to tell kids in school uh, in the when he came over to the UK, I was like, oh, this is actually based on my dad because he looks the spitting image of my dad. My dad looks a bit like me, but with a bigger <laughs> nose. So it's kind of, you know, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's, I'll, I'll lend you some. They are in Spanish, so you're going to have to just read between the lines, I think, or, or translate, Google Translate, or, you know, I could record you the lines. We'll act out. We've got a new, <laughs> got a new podcast coming, guys. We're going to be me reading out Super Lopez and translating it for you. <laughs> All right, so we've got um, Super Lopez in goal, and then what formation have we got? Have we got a defender next. Uh, so yeah, we, I'm going to put one in the. This was really, um, you know, I, I wanted a defender who's really going to hold, uh, hold the line and be quite intimidating. I think it's important somebody, uh, you know, who who's going to intimidate the other team and isn't going to let anyone get past him. Somebody who, who runs down the last man all of the time. Uh, I am choosing Javier Bardem. All right. But, specif- <laughs> yeah, but specifically for his role in No Country for Old Men, because nobody's getting away from this guy. All right. That is who I want <laughs> in my defense. Absolutely. He's a huge guy. He's a man mountain as well. All right. He's a super tall guy. All right. Nobody's getting that header on him. If there's any corners coming in, anything like that. Uh, if they do, they're getting, you know, a face full of Javier Bardem's forehead. I think that's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not- I often thought, it's not like I've ever stood next to the man, but I've thought, he does look like quite a large man. And yes, he does look like he has a really weirdly large head i don't know if it's because he's is he married to penelope cruz yeah. when you stand them next to each other he looks even bigger she's minute but. she's like fairy sized you know if they <laughs> if they do a spanish version of like uh, tinkerbell or something she's ideal for it they don't even have to do any cg she's actually that size right yeah <laughs> that's great and, and in, in uh, if anyone hasn't seen it so in country for old no country for old men he is like a, a sort of a just a, a killer that's just constantly uh, yeah, like you say, always following, always uh, after you. You, you. you can't even have a rest. You can't even have a little <laughs> little snooze in a motel. He will find yeah, you. With, uh, yeah, he chooses like a weird variety of weapons as well. He uses like an air, um, like, what is it? I don't know yeah. what it's called. Like a, it's, a, it's a gas. It's a little like an yeah, air pressure thing that I think they use to put down cattle. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to let him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know God. if they're going to let him down the tunnel with that onto the pitch, but... <laughs> You know, if he manages to sneak it in uh, in his oversized shirt, <laughs> his oversized Spain kit, yeah. then he's going to be somebody to be reckoned with. You don't want to you don't want to get on his bad side. Totally. <laughs> well, actually, I think even in the film, people like cops stop him and go, "What is that?" Uh, and you know, they because they don't know what it is. He can maybe he can get through with it. He could just say, "Oh, it's, it's my asthma inhaler. Do we- it's just really big." <laughs> <laughs> Do we know who's referee for this game? Like, who's going to be able to tell Javier Bardem not to bring it onto the pitch? Like, I don't think. There's anyone capable of doing that? <laughs> You're just going to listen to him as well, aren't you? Like even your, even your teammates. He just says something. He's got such a great voice. You're just going to be like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll do, <laughs> yeah. I'll, like is, is he is he got is he in with a shout as being captain? 
I think so. I think he'd make yeah? a good captain. Yeah, definitely. I think, well, especially you need somebody like him with the rest of the squad I've picked because they are mm-hmm. a real bag of maniacs. So you need somebody that's <laughs> going to, that's going to keep them in check, you know, somebody who can manage them a bit. So. <laughs> Yeah, so amazing. I, oh, but his team talks. Yeah, his team talks are going to be amazing. Sort of like a Spanish Morgan Freeman, just like, oh my gosh, let it pour in my ears. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's why. Yeah, he's a natural. He's a great performer, but also super intimidating. So those team talks are going to be something to behold. I hope we can get the mic down to the yeah. pitch as well. Somebody could sneak a recorder over. Um, so he's in defense. Then I've opted for a. Um, so what are those two players? Yeah, then I've opted for two people in midfield. Okay, I think we're going to go yeah, for a yeah. kind of like a diamond formation as much as you can make a diamond with a five-a-side team. Uh, mm-hmm. Two in midfield. I wanted some super creative um, midfielders as well. So I've gone for Miguel Cervantes, uh, obviously the author of Don Quixote, the yeah. inventor of the, model uh-huh. novel, the modern novel. Because um, I think that, uh, you know, you want that creativity in midfield. He's, and, you know, he, he created a, a genre and... You know, uh, the, the, like the modern novel as we know it now. So if people like reading, you know, they're welcome because Spain did that. Um, <laughs> yes, he did that. <laughs> so you know, you want somebody there that's going to be that's going to be you know creatively leading the team and, and putting out players. Um, you know, and ho- I didn't want to put him in defense uh, in case he accidentally kind of like attacked a windmill or something. So I wanted to put him somewhere he could be creative <laughs> and we could really enjoy uh, what he had to do on the pitch. And alongside him as well on the left wing, uh, I've got Juan Pujol Garcia, uh, who was the, a double spy during after the Spanish Civil War. He was a double spy for the UK and the Nazis. All right. So he has got every base covered. And I thought if we've got if Austria, you know, has roped in some historical figures from Austria who maybe (laughs) favor the right wing, we've got the we've got the catalyst to to take that on on the left, which is uh, Juan Garcia, uh, Juan Pujol Garcia, who is uh, who's capable of of running rings around these people. Anyway, he led he was eventually uh, the sole person in charge of spies in the UK for the Nazis. Uh, and he made them all up. The Nazis were paying him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was actually... Uh, so I talk about it on my comedy album. I don't know if I'm allowed to plug that this early in the podcast, yeah. but I, I talk about <laughs> it in my comedy album. He uh, he wrote letters to the UK and to uh, Germany during the Second World War whilst sitting uh, in a public library in Lisbon in Portugal. But he was telling the Nazis that he was in the UK. And he was just inventing a bunch of spies and they believed him. And eventually Hitler was, you know, contacting him specifically like, you know, we need you to recruit more spies. And they put him in sole charge of recruiting spies and they were all fictional. So, you, I mean, I've got a super wow. creative midfield there, folks, all right? Yeah. He is going to absolutely yeah. run riot around uh, around this pitch. People won't know where he is. He'll probably have fake players like Mannequin set up with his shirt on it. He, people aren't going <laughs> yeah, to be able yeah. to mark him, you know? They don't, they don't know where he is. They think, is he in the stadium? Is he in a public library in Lisbon? We've got no idea. Where is he? How are they going to keep track of him? Uh, <laughs> and then for... That's amazing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. I've got to be honest. Manager the other team here that's making me very nervous <laughs> it's a real it's a real mix i like these two in the middle of the park next to each other they're very different different style of players um and i and i i really like that um what i've read about this guy before because he um he had two really distinct different looks he had like that be like 
a bit a real bearded look and then a completely clean shaven look yeah uh, which i really like the idea of like half time he, he comes back and you think it's a different player it's not he's just <laughs> fully shaved and you're like oh no how am i gonna mark this guy he's got different skills nah he's, he's the same guy Genius. if he gets sent off by the referee <laughs> in the first half he can just shave and come back on the pitch and the referee will know no different you know he's good he can get away with sneaking around and getting back on the pitch yeah he's a he's i think he's a good asset to have in the team i think he's going to be a you know, a force to be reckoned with, good old uh, Juan Pujol Garcia, and uh, and up front, I wanted, I wanted some super creativity. It was between two players, so I, I will have frustrated some people, and a lot of people. Uh, they when they think of surrealism, uh, they go, f they think, you know, it's something that originated in France because these guys worked in France a lot. So it was between Louis Bunuel and Salvador Dali. Uh, and the only reason I've opted for Salvador Dali is because I think he's a little bit, he'd be a bit quicker on the ball. Or he's a bit slipperier mm. than <laughs> Louis Bunuel mm. would be. So I've gone for up front, Salvador Dali. All right. So that is, that is my, Amazing. yeah. And he's, I mean, who's going to be able to mark this guy? He's, it's just impossible. You know, you don't know where he's coming from. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know where, he might start playing for the other, other side at some point. All right. We've got no idea what Salvador <laughs> Dali is going to do. You know, if, if any point in time as well, towards the end of the match, Spain really need a goal uh, to win it or something like that, like the referee's stopwatch uh, is going to melt. All right. Yeah. So you got, you know, you got real, <laughs> you got some real kind of skills coming into this that people won't, uh, won't see coming. So that's why I was excited to put him up front for my team. It's good. You have him up front. I mean, arguably, you could also have him further back because uh, he really gels his uh, his little moustache out quite far, and that could really block and sort of clothesline a lot of players. Yeah, for sure, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's an all-rounder, maybe. He's got that curl to it as well, so I've definitely got him on the free kicks with the curl for the moustache. I think it uh, it's going to lend itself to... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If he can curl his moustache, he can curl a ball. <laughs> that's, that's just football that, science. That's the rules. That's so, that solid logic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah quite a lot of uh, good uh, creative Spanish attackers. I mean, you know, like in actual football. And so you've, got, you've gone for Dali above Picasso. Uh, above, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting shout. What, what, what are the reasons do we, do we think that Dali just pips them to the post? So speed on the ball, obviously. <laughs> oh, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i think they've got different motivations as well like picasso was at the time and i think he's still true he was the at the time he was the the highest paid living artist you know i think that you know as much as i admire picasso's work um i think he i think he was quite stuck in his ways i think if we need to change formation at any point later on he's going to be like you know he's mm. stuck in his cubism that's what he's going to do whereas i think dali really branched out he was making movies with bunuel you know he made a movie with walt disney you know what i mean like they can they can do anything <laughs> so i think that he's, he's he's a lot more versatile than people give him credit for he was a, a funny actor as well he appeared in stuff he's a character uh, and most likely you know like any true spanish person as well and similarly to picasso i guess um he loved women. So he's out there to show off on the pitch. All right. He wants it. He wants the glory. He wants that goal. He wants to be the one to score the winning goal. And I think that motivation 
is what puts Dali in front. That's very mm. good. I'm just looking at some uh, Dali facts. So uh, he, well, he believes he was a reincarnation of his of his brother. So maybe if he's into, you know, believing into reincarnation, I guess if he goes down in a heavy foul, at least he'll be reincarnated <laughs> again and come back. Yeah, man. So that's pretty handy and on a full pitch. <laughs> Dali is on top of things financially as well. Apparently he once tricked Yoko Ono uh, into selling, well, he sold her a blade of grass for $10,000. <laughs> what? <laughs> so... So he's not strapped for cash, and also uh, he, he obviously he can he can dupe anyone into anything. Man, there's no favorite genre of prank than tricking rich people into spending money <laughs> stuff that they should not have bought. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, um, also there's good sponsorship for the team. He designed the Chubba Chups logo, so maybe you could get sponsored by Chubba Absolutely, Chups. Absolutely, man. It's a great you know it's a, it's a Barcelona based uh, confectionery as well. So I'm a big I'm a big fan of Chubba Chups. Oh, is that yeah, yeah, I do like chupa chups. <laughs> That's good. I like the way you say. Yeah, it. absolutely. <laughs> well, the chupa actually means it chupa means chupa. suck in Spanish, so they're literally called suck sucks. <laughs> That's what? amazing. Well, yeah, it's sucky suck. Yeah, whatever. Well, I, I worry that that <laughs> might be a. Um, the Austrian fans might have a good song for that. I worry, I worry that yeah. that might get under the skin of the Spanish players a little bit. But that's, that's good true, as well. Yeah. Instead of halftime oranges, you've got halftime lollipops. Exactly, man. Orange yeah. flavoured, obviously, but, you know, keeping in with tradition. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, even if Spain do lose the match, Dali can just, like, harvest the pitch and make millions by just selling it all to Yoko Ono. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, one blade of grass for 10,000. I mean, that's a whole pitch he's got there. <laughs> this team is never going financially under. <laughs> no, they're fine. <laughs> So that's so that's your your kind of starting um, starting five. And was there any backups that you were umming and ahhing over? Any anyone on the subs bench? I mean, it was I was considering Louis Bunuel to put him in there. It was him or, or Dali, but I think, like I said, for the reasons Dali's in there. But also, I didn't know what route um, that Austria was going to go, and I thought if mm. they were going to go, obviously Austrian history, you know, most famous. <laughs> Famous um, Austrian of all time, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I'm talking about if Adolf Hitler's on that pitch, I was trying to think how do I counteract that. Unfortunately, I've gone with uh, with Juan Pujol Garcia, um, but I was considering at one point General Franco uh, because yeah. you know to, to sort of almost like like for like, isn't it? Like fighting fire with fire. So you put one horrific sure. fascist dictator and you you put another horrific. Fasc- I mean, to be honest, I'd love to watch them duke it out anyway because whoever you know, yeah. at least there's going to be one loser in that scenario isn't there but um i do think i do think you know as much as uh, hitler might have the early stats uh you know with the, the larger crowds and stuff like that that he draws in i think that franco he had a much longer career and i think he's yeah. gonna do he would he would have lasted over better over the 90 minutes than hitler will so that's what one thing i was considering but i ended up thinking no i'm gonna go the the route of trying to counteract uh, the right wing by by putting in uh, Juan Pujol Garcia instead, who was a bit of a war hero uh, for the for the Allies, rather than trying to find the Sp- Spanish fascist. <laughs> it's, I think morally you've made a better. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> yeah, you've got the high ground. Yeah, yeah I, I like. Uh, uh, yeah, the, the longevity of Franco. He, he, so so Hitler's more. If you're talking English football terms, Hitler's more like Jack Wilshire. Great early start. <laughs> Just falls <laughs> off the cliff towards just the end bottled of his career, it, didn't he? Yeah, completely bottled it at the end there. One, just the earliest sign of loss, he just <laughs> just shoots himself in the tunnel at halftime, doesn't he? It's not gonna, he's not gonna be coming out. <laughs> That's not what you want. That's not what you want from a player. No yeah. man. Whereas, where, yeah, whereas Franco is more is more Paul Scholes. He's there. He's there from his 
teenage years all the way through playing into his mid mid to late 30s i love it oh man i wonder if paul scholes has ever thought about that comparison before thought to himself <laughs> i'm really the general franco of the manchester united <laughs> no, it's, roy, it's roy Keane, obviously isn't it come on uh, yeah that's true, that's true. <laughs> Um, wicked. So that's this is this is Team Spain. Let's just have a quick reminder uh, of who we have in your starting fantasy five. So we've got in goals Super Lopez. All right. In defence I have Javier Bardem. In midfield I have Juan Pujol Garcia and Miguel Cervantes. And up front I've got the talented Salvador Dali. It's a great team. Beautiful. It's a great team. And next up we will hear who this Spanish side will be facing. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. We're back and we are going to listen to what Team Austria has in store. Tom, talk to me. Okay, I'm starting out in goal. And in goal, you want someone calm and composed. And there's no one more composed than Mozart. (laughs) He's the most composed. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, between the sticks, he is going to be instrumental in the success of this team. Um, Look, the position was honestly, it was hotly contested because there are a lot of big name Austrian composers, Franz Schubert, Joseph Hayden, but let's be honest, Mozart's Mozart, isn't he? Mm. Um, Reasons why, I mean, first of all, he's good with his hands. You know, he's a master pianist and violinist. Uh, but it's that it's 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 his ability to create as well as defend that I've got him there for. He was an absolute prodigy. Obviously, he started playing professional well music, but let's say football at the age of five, and just kept going from strength to strength. And like all good keepers, he just keeps going. You know, uh, keepers. Uh, tend to have quite long careers. I mean, Mozart died when he was 35, yeah. <laughs> but considering he started when he was five, that's still 30 good years, isn't it? You know? That's pretty good. A- Heck sure. of a career. Yeah, and in that time, he he produced over 600 works. 
um, in almost every genre of music that existed whilst he was alive. I love his dubstep stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And and many of his works are like the absolute pinnacle of the genres that he made. He's quantity and quality. That's 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 why I've got him in the back there. It's very good. Did he did he invent music? Because you know Ignatius has got someone who invented books. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bit of, he didn't. Bit of he didn't invent music, but he did yeah. inspire generations of musicians after him. So I can't claim to have invented the song like like Cervantes did. But he, I mean Mozart's got to be as close to Cervantes in terms of you know novels to music. I would say. And obviously he's very inspirational. He, he's changed the face of the game. Um, but he's also very good at working alongside the youth players in the squad because, as we all know, Mozart makes babies smarter. Um, so that's, yeah. that's good. Uh, just just to, to make it absolutely clear, I, some, I really considered where Mozart should play. He was obviously on the pitch, but then I realised he should be in goal because uh, so many of his pieces are really catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just check as well? Do we know you, what the, what's the dimensions of a five-a-side goal? What what size is it? Do we know? Yeah, they are quite small. Like Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I wanted to know, is a grand piano wider than a five-a-side goal? Because if, <laughs> if so, I, we're not going to score anything, are we? Like it's, We're never going to get any past it. <laughs> Uh, just set right. up with full orchestra, <laughs> like laid out in front of him. <laughs> a uh, five-a-side goal is 12 foot wide. I will come to you soon with how wide a grand piano is. <laughs> oh, it can't be 12 foot, is it? It's probably not going to be 12 no, foot I hope wide. Not. I'll be, I will be pretty wide, yeah, though. Yeah, they are large. I, I, I love how you're fearful uh, that there might be a piano in goal <laughs> when you've got a superhero. <laughs> That is true. Like yeah. <laughs> well, if you put the grand piano sideways, then you you know it's it's seven foot long. It's just over seven foot long, so that covers up. The Mozart just stands in the gap, you know. Like, yeah. and then <laughs> that's pretty good. And when you, and it's a grand piano, so you put up the little lid bit. <laughs> oh man, I'm sure, I think that's technically what it's called. Then you're covering loads of surface yeah, area. And we've got about the the shape of a, a door to get to score a goal through anyway. Mm. <laughs> that he's going to be yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> if anyone can get it in. Dali can get it in that shape and size, though, I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. Weirdly, I was picturing the piano being in the middle, which is really stupid. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely not helping one really. side. You're running <laughs> yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. Put it aside. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got Mozart. I mean, it's a good, strong start, isn't it? Composed, catchy. Who have you got in front of him? Uh, in defence, um, look, I'll be honest, uh, I, I went to the training ground and I asked the players who wants to play in defence. There was one very clear shout, I'll be back. <laughs> so Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> is at the back, uh, my towering, powerful defender. Uh, I feel like Javier Bardem might be big, but he ain't no Arnold Schwarzenegger, is he? That is true. Sure, yeah, I don't think Javier's spent that much time in the gym. You've got Conan in defence. <laughs> Yeah, Conan or the Terminator or whatever the name of that guy that killed the Predator was. If he can take out the Predator, he can take out Salvador Dali. That's that's my logic. Called Dutch, I think, in Predator was he? He was called Dutch. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But we're going to let him play for uh, for Austrian because that's well, yeah. Arnie, Arnie is Austrian. Most of his characters are just generically European. (laughs) uh, yeah, you know, he's the last line of defence. He's not much of a chameleon of an actor, so he can slip into any role. No. That's Austrian sounding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's not a versatile performer, but he doesn't have to. He's just got the one job. He's my last line of defence. My defence. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
He's got one job. He's my last line of defence. He's the last action hero, if you will. Mm. And I mean, obviously, we could talk about his his physical, his physical attributes, the strength and size and blah, blah, blah. But what I think is really uh, great about Arnie in defence is that every time he stops an attack, you know he's going to have some awful pun about how he's just done it. You know, (laughs) you don't have the balls for this. You know, something like that. Seems like you find me quite challenging. You know, don't stop. They call me the exorcist because I just ended your possession. (laughs) Good stuff. I treated that cross like a plate after dinner because I cleared it. (laughs) Infuriating. Any more, Tom? (laughs) No, those are the four I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was was thinking from your Mozart fact that, uh, yeah, you're a man who loves some puns. I was waiting for the Arnie stuff. Somebody give me a brush because I am a sweeper. Yes. Yes. It's really good impressions. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was a good impression. Um, I'm a little bit worried about... um, well, depending on when he's playing the game, are we worried about maternity leave? <laughs> he, he, he did famously in junior give birth to a human, so a human baby. He, yeah, I, look, I support maternity leave for any of my players who may need to take it. Um, I, I'm picked. I'm th- I'm not taking Arnie from the sort of like predator commando era. Era, you know, when his arms were sort of insane. You know, it looked like he had a football under the skin in his arm. Like, that's the yeah. era Arnie I want. Look, I think as well, he's he's going to be good with the youth, isn't he, from his time working in kindergarten and stuff. So he's going to also bring it with, <laughs> exactly. with the kids in the squad. And if, you know, if there is an issue with maternity leave or if he's got to duck out for any reason, like maybe he's, you know, uh, got another kid with a maid or something, you know, if that happens, <laughs> then you could always have his twin brother, Danny DeVito, step in as well to replace him. So you're quite, you've got, yeah. Yeah. You've got options. <laughs> It's like it's a like for like replacement if you just put Danny in. Yeah, it's very good. He also he's, he's pretty good at the old uh, surprise uh, attack. You know, he uh, from from Predator, I believe he uh, just covers himself in uh, in mud and becomes essentially invisible to the Predator. Now, there's a tactic I've been trying for all of this Fantasy Five thing, which is to always have camouflaged players disguised as grass. And it sounds like maybe Arnie could do the, it. The Austrian kit, the Austrian kit man hates him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just not happy with what I picked for him. Are you worried about collateral damage? <laughs> yeah, a little worried about collateral damage. Obviously, that could be a problem. Mm. But I mean, it's it's a good shout. Strong, strong and powerful at the back. Yeah, he's big. He's Austrian. He's big. He's Austrian. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Next up in midfield, um, I have a question, Uh, Matt. Yeah. Who is the most famous French woman? Uh, Marie Antoinette. She's Austrian, actually. (laughs) Marie Antoinette is Austrian. So she's my first pick in midfield because mainly most people are going to be so bloody surprised to see her playing for Austria and not France. (laughs) She was born in Austria. To an Austrian mother. Yeah, you've got a spy. I've got a spy. (laughs) Marie Antoinette. She's in the middle of the park. Uh, Why? I mean... Look, obviously, especially in her later career, the the French fans not not into her. Um, I mean, they cut off her head. But before they hated her, she was like the most exciting thing that had happened in France in centuries. There were queues around the block when she was first revealed to France. Thirty people were trampled to death just because they wanted to get a closer look at her. That's how exciting she was. So imagine how thrilling her silky football skills are going to be if that's how much people wanted to see her when she was young. Wow, that is a testament to how exciting she was and how terrible they were at crowd control. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... I mean, I'll be honest with you, Marie Antoinette is probably a controversial choice because she she wasn't good to the fans. 
um, in general. Uh, no. Uh, her, her, so she was known for sort of like massively overspending whilst France was going through like terrible, uh, terrible debt all over the place. Her nickname was Madame Deficit um, in France <laughs> because she just spent so much money. Um, and there were villages all over France where people were starving to death. But meanwhile, she had her own fairy tale village built just so that her and her ladies-in-waiting could pretend to be like milkmaids and shepherdesses for a few afternoons a year. They spent just thousands and thousands of francs, I guess, um, yeah. whilst people starved just on the other side of a fence, which is obviously barbaric, but you've got to appreciate the commitment to a bit. You know, she does whatever she wants, and she does it full bore. You know, she's going for it at all costs. She sounds like the, the PSG. Human <laughs> she's like the Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> of human beings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. She will spend any amount of money for anything she wants, and I like, I like that energy. Um, wow. Also, practically... One of her big skills on the pitch, um, uh, she was famous for for her for her hairdos, her yeah. her bouffant hair, which apparently she frequently wore hairdos that were rose nearly four feet off the top of her head. So not from the from the from the top of her head, four feet up. So like wow. for a for a header. You know, you were talking about Javier Bardem. She's got four feet on top of her head of extra stuff. And not just hair, she like would decorate it with all sorts of stuff, like little trinkets and baubles. And once, apparently, I, and I learned this and I had to tell someone, she once wore a full replica battleship sailing in the waves of her hair about two <laughs> feet above her head. Just a battleship. That is boss. That's brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. Easy to spot if you're in her team on the pitch. Where is she? There she is. Shit yeah. head. <laughs> Uh, that's great about the, the head is obviously way better before she had her head uh, cut off but uh, that's fantastic yeah <laughs> yeah so for one the surprise element that she's even playing for me the heading ability and the cutthroat will do anything to get what she wants Marie Antoinette well, so she's my first pretty, midfielder pretty, pretty unpopular in France obviously but how, how do we know how she was viewed in Austria like early doors pretty good but like well, what happened after do they were just because Austria and France were enemies right so like were Austria like yeah, yeah they were out on the war. inside yeah, and, and that, well, that's why France hated her, because they were so convinced that she was favourable towards Austria the entire time, even when she was Queen of France. So I'm playing Spain today, but when we inevitably beat them, if I come up against France yeah. in the semis, then I just think it's going to be a nightmare <laughs> oh, for the French. They're, well, they're going to hate the it, and I love that. I love that not going to be happy, are they? It's like when, you know, Ooh, yeah. you know like when uh, Ashley Cole went from Arsenal to Chelsea, you know, that, that kind of like, oh, the mm. fury, the fury. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so she, she ruined the French, but the Austrians were fine with her, you know. There she is, okay. first midfield pick. Any comments, any questions? Uh, well, I just want to know, like, how big how big was the French and uh, Austrian empire? Because I think the Spanish one went a bit farther. <laughs> I think that uh, I think it covered a bit more ground. And, um, yeah. Just wait until you get to yeah. English game, mate. Oh, <laughs> that was an empire. It was, but, you know, I think Spain ended up with the nicest places. Don't you think? Yeah, you really did. The Spanish really got the, the holiday destinations once all was said and done. Exactly. And also, <laughs> I do feel like, you know, post-colonialism, I think that, well, even though it's still going on in a lot of places, I think Spain run a lot better terms with their exes, whereas I don't think England... <laughs> Yeah. England, not so much, my friend. <laughs> no. well, I think specifically with Marie Antoinette, though, she she was the daughter of the Holy Roman Emperor, Emperor, though, right? 
So yes, she and, was. Uh, yeah. Austri- uh, I can't remember who her mum was. Hatsburg, an Austrian ha- queen. Hatsburg I can't remember Empire, her name. Maybe. Yeah. So yeah. So that's blending two empires into one already. Fair play. Yeah. So she's got pedigree. You know, both her parents played. You know. All right. And and so so that's midfield. Have you got someone next to her in midfield? Are you playing the diamond as well? Yeah, I have. Next to Marie, I've got Maria von Trapp. <laughs> Maria von Trapp is my dynamo in the middle of the park. Maria Maria, um, the lead character in The Sound of Music, uh, but obviously based on the real-life teacher who became the stepmother of the Trapp family singers. Um, look, what's to say about Maria von Trapp? Why, why her? She causes serious issues for opposition defenders. Um, how do you solve a problem like Maria? With great difficulty. That's how. <laughs> Obviously, a very assured player. She has confidence. Um, accurate long passes, beautiful crosses, incisive through balls. These are a few of her favourite things. <laughs> she is a monster. Um, great stamina as well. She can go far. A long, long way to run. <laughs> Maria von Trapp. Right? I, obviously, I could continue using films, uh, song from the films, but the real Maria was the ultimate team player, right? So she was a, a real person who was training to be a nun and then was looking after this, the group of children, the, the von Trapps. Um, and she married Captain von Trapp, their father, the widow. And I think in the film, it's all quite lovey. But in real life, uh, she loved the kids so much that she agreed to marry Captain Von Trapp, despite, and this is a direct quote from her, I really and truly was not in love with him. Uh, But, you know, she did it for the team. So what I'm saying is she's willing to sacrifice her own personal freedoms um, and her lifelong desire to become a nun. She gave it all up to look after that team of kids. It's another player that's going to be very good with my up-and-coming youth squad, you know? I've got my players so far all really nurturing the youth talent coming through. Um, we'll see how they come we'll see how they come up. Um, yeah, so an absolute team player. Gives it a role. Austrian Julie Andrews. What's not to like? That's amazing. Well, it really is a testament to how uh, Julie Andrews really didn't do much of an Austrian accent, did she? Yeah, no. <laughs> I'd like to have seen that though. I didn't put a lot of effort into that. Although she got very. I haven't seen the film in a while, but I'm like, it's about a bunch of English people in Austria. No, no. no. <laughs> she became very uh, Americanized, though, didn't she? She went, when she fled to the states eventually. Yeah. They, so basically, when they started, when this family started singing, um, Maria sang with them, and they were having some financial problems over there because Austria went through massive financial crisis but they got offered like a, basically a recording contract in the states um and they all wow. they all moved to, to 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 the states and like i think her family are still out there now like her her kids are still still kicking about so a footballer who uh also manages to turn into a music career like uh that time that manchester united sung red tribe <laughs> you can move, move, move to the red tribe dude there's no man that can get in our way get it. yeah i don't know anything about football but i remember that song <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, like a lot of like, high-quality players, she'll finish her career in America for the money. Makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> Sweet. But what you're saying is she gave up on being a nun. So yeah, doesn't really commit, does she? Ooh, it's huge. <laughs> Look, huge. <laughs> what she committed to is the team, and that's the element I'm trying to focus okay. on. Granted, she gave up on God himself or herself, but... Yeah. She still was given. She was. Um, in fact, we've mentioned him before on the the Euro specials. My uh, ancestor, uh, uh, Pope Pius the Twelfth, uh, gave her like a yeah. whole bunch of awards. She was still super super religious. She was still getting w- rewards from the Pope into the fifties. 
So she she never left Jesus' sight. She just yeah. It was it was always there in her heart. She just wanted to get her underway. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She had kids. <laughs> Typical footballer, though, isn't it? Yeah. look there are so many i had fun i had fun with austria uh there were a lot of uh people that i wanted to include Uh, i've got a backup striker on the bench owen schrodinger because he is theoretically in the box and dead at all times um (laughs) replacement midfielder sigmund freud he can really get into the opponent's heads um gustav klimt he was better when they had golden goals um I've, I've got, I bring my own camera crew because August Muska invented slow motion. Bit of fun. Uh, Conchita Worst, she's yeah. doing my halftime entertainment so fans don't get beard. Sorry, bored. And, um, <laughs> and Christian Doppler is the head of my fan club. Uh, he runs around the stadium starting Mexican waves whilst moving. So there is an apparent upward shift in the frequency in the waves for observers towards whom he is approaching. That's basically how the Doppler effect works. Um, it might not have been worth the explanation, but basically what's happening here is I'm stalling because I still haven't picked my final player up front. It's Hitler, isn't it? It's Hitler. There we go. Done. That's the team. Done. And that's it. No, no comment. I don't want to talk about it. Look, final pick. I don't, I don't want to sit here and explain why Hitler would be good at football, but you can all figure it out. Do the work in your head. Yeah. I feel like he might attack when the referee is explicitly telling him not to. No, you cannot invade this penalty area. We've told you you're not allowed. I don't care. He doesn't take. Uh, he doesn't take being beaten very well, as we've discussed. No. I mean, I was sitting. I was umming and ahhing, and I just thought, you know what? I'll include him in the team, and people can f- figure it out for themselves. But you've got to. You've got to. In terms of Austria, if you don't mention it, it's weird. So he's up front, obviously. That's it. I'm, no more. <laughs> All right, then. Look, let's remind you of the team. Yeah, fine. So it was, oh, it was a toss-up between Hitler and Fritzl for up front. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this, and I let's mean, remind it's... ourselves of who's team. <laughs> Who is in your starting five, Tom? In goal, it's Wolfgang, Amadeus, Mozart. In defence, Arnold Schwarzenegger. In the midfield, it's Marie Antoinette and Maria von Trapp. And up front... Hitler, shush, don't tell anyone. <laughs> Is Hitler playing a false number nine? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. It's good, isn't it? I guess you could have technically it said is. that about every player on your team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not with that much passion. <laughs> well, there we have it. That is, uh, that is Team Austria. We've got both of the teams. So now it is time to discuss how the managers feel going into the game. Ignacio, we're going to come to you first. Now that you've heard the uh, the Austrian side, how do you feel about your chances? As always, I'm supremely confident. You know, it did, quite frankly, it doesn't matter who, uh, you know, was mentioned in the Austrian squad. I, th- I, I was tactical about it. I did more prep than I assumed I was going to. I guessed <laughs> that Hitler was going to be in there. And uh, I think I've neutralized that threat, okay? You know, better than a bullet to his head. I think... Juan Pujol Garcia is going to do the business there. And up front, I mean, I, even, though, even though Arnold Schwarzenegger is, uh, is an intense opponent and, um, you know, he's, he's made of metal covered with, you know, he's a, a machine uh, covered with human skin. <laughs> I do think that Salvador Dali is going to be able to uh, slip a couple past him anyway because he's, Salvador Dali is good with working with, um, with different materials and melting them down. 
and uh, you know just making them all. <laughs> oh, but yeah, 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 I think I think he's gonna do. I think he's gonna do the business. So I'm I'm pretty confident. And look, yeah. we got Super Lopez in goal. All right, who's who's getting a goal past Super Lopez? <laughs> all right, you can. And I can't believe you just wheeled up like a five foot four Austrian dictator. <laughs> you said <laughs> you expect him to score a goal against Super Lopez. Not happening, man. I'm very very confident, and um, I'm, I'm you know I'll be ready to eat my words, but more than likely uh, I'll be on to just drinking some good wine, some sangria, and enjoying the the event for what it is <laughs> fantastic Look, what what other podcasts can pit salvador dali against arnold schwarzenegger guys this this is why we deserve five stars across the board tom how do you feel having heard the spanish team honestly i'm i was impressed with the spanish team i got hit with some surprises i wasn't ready for i it's it's you know my fault i'd never heard of super lopez that's all i i i've suffered because of that i didn't know i was going to be going up against a, like the the original superman um <laughs> And the answer to Hitler is is an impressive one, but I, I think the match is going to be a tight one. There's there's a lot of creativity on both sides. There's a bit of aggression. There's going to be a lot of passion on the pitch. Um, uh, I'm excited to see what happens. I th- I think uh, Ignacio's done an annoyingly good job <laughs> he's done a great job i mean nothing uh, to do no, nothing against your dulcet tones tom but i think we also all the listeners really enjoy just uh, ignacio uh, speaking uh, it just sounds so <laughs> my ears thank you <laughs> guys there's only one thing left to do it's time for kickoff welcome to the spanish national stadium gaudi's masterpiece sagrada familia Oh, I thought these stained glass windows looked familiar. Many thought Gaudi would make the starting lineup himself because he's such a good architect in midfield. But we all know he can't finish. The Austrian team just warming up now. Literally, because uh, Spain is warmer than Austria. The fans are happy to see Maria von Trapp starting. The stands are alive with the sounds of chanting. Salvador Dali is twisting and turning through the Austrian lineup. Impossible skills. I mean, literally impossible. The ball is actually in liquid state right now. Here comes Arnie to try and stop him. Surprising pace on the muscular defender. He's really running, man. Oof, and a big strong tackle there from Schwarzenegger. That's how you terminate a run. Hitler with the ball early doors. We all know he plays best with only one ball. He's invading the area, which he does so well. He shoots. But it's well wide of the mark, and he's he's immediately subbed off. Yes, his contribution is best remembered as a reminder of how not to play the game. Schrodinger replaces him. Javier Bardem briefly makes a run for the ball, but trips over his Oscar statue. This really is no country for gold men. Von Trapp on the ball in the middle of the park. She does love wide open spaces. The sun is shining. We all know she has confidence in sunshine. The defence looked confused, out of focus and bemused. She's unpredictable as the weather. She's as flighty as a feather. She's a darling. She's a demon as she lofts the ball high into Mary Antoinette. Antoinette heads in with her four-foot wig. Oh, but where, where's, where's the ball? There will be a short stoppage in play as it's dug out from the copious amounts of horsehair. Dali coming in for a tackle. Or, wait, is it a defensive move? Perhaps it's a throw-in. I think it's open for interpretation, really. Mm, well, it's very striking, whatever it is. Striking is right. It's heading for the top corner of the Austrian goal. Oh, Mozart reacts a little too Adagio, and it's a goal. It's 1-0 Spain. 
Arnold is certainly a striking presence in defence here. That's impressive, considering his first name is that of a dweeby model train enthusiast. Ooh, Mary Antoinette gains possession and is making her way into the path of Javier Bardem. How is she going to get past that sex tapas of a man? Wait, what's this? Bardem is running for cover, but it's, it's not because of Antoinette. He's afraid that the sky will fall. Just needs an umbrella, doesn't he? Half time now, and Von Trapp is asking Christian Doppler how to keep a wave upon the sand, while Conchita Wurst powers out her banger rise like a phoenix. Back underway as Miguel de Cervantes receives the ball in the middle of the park, and it's a creative one-two with Juan Puyol Garcia. No, that's not Garcia at all. It's a cardboard cutout. The real Garcia is off convincing the subbed Hitler to pay for him for information on the next match, which he doesn't have. Whether Garcia is real or not, it's back to Cervantes. A novel little step over. He's really booking it down the wing, and the cross is certainly something to write home about. Dali with the head. Of roses. He's got roses for a head, people. This time, Mozart stops the ball with a toot of his magic flute. Arnie is running down the wing like he is running for political office. Seems he's running to the concession stand and has noticed that all of the Chupa Chups are past their expiration date. He is asking for a total recall. Marie Antoinette looking for Schrodinger in the box. He's definitely there, or is he? Is he dead? Yes, and no. The indecision sees Antoinette robbed by Juan Puyol Garcia, who said he wasn't going to tackle, but then did. Looks like he's going to pass to De Cervantes, but disguises a ball to Dali instead. Oh, but he skies it wide. The crowd are getting frustrated with Dali, but rather than screaming wanker, they're chanting the great masturbator. Mozart with the ball in hand. You have to love his classical style as he strings some passes together with his quartet of players, but it's very telling how dominant the Spanish team have been. Yeah, Super Lopez has had nothing to do all match. He's currently on the Spanish bench chatting to his most trusted allies, Captain Hispania. Well, that's a lot like... Tin uh, guy. Tin guy? Seriously? And uh, El Hombre Alanya. No, I don't speak Spanish, so... It's just straight-up Spider-Man. It's not even right. him, that one. OK, how are they getting away with this? Oh, well, we've been chatting. Spain have scored again! Oh, Cervantes has bagged Spain a second goal ten years after his first. Cervantes celebrates by riding around the stadium on a very attractive donkey. That donkey hottie certainly seems integral to his success. the final whistle and it's 2-0 to Spain what a game let's get the reactions from both managers a Spanish victory Ignacio how are you feeling I'm on top of the world man like, you know well, I never even considered <laughs> Austria to be um you know one of our biggest rivals but what a game you know what I never I never thought I've never seen so much passion all right, so much passion <laughs> and racism out on the pitch. All right, I never thought I would see this. Um, it was, I've uh, never, it's the first game I've ever seen where, you know, it's almost both stands were, were cleared out by the, the stewards for, for shouting inappropriate stuff. But that was, 
<laughs> that was a, that was a great game. I think we took the victory. I think the the tactics paid off, and I think that we had a, a we had a, a game plan and we stuck to it. Mm. Similar to Tiki Taka has done so well for Spanish football for a long time. I think the flair has shone through in this squad as well. We got a good good squad of youngsters with like Miguel Cervantes <laughs> from the 1500s. <laughs> <laughs> and I think so that, you know, combined with uh, with our superhuman goalkeeper has really, really paid off. So I'm pleased about this. It's definitely one of the uh, strongest tactical performances that we've had so far on uh, on mm. Fantasy Five. And, and Tom, your Austrians got taken down by it. Yeah, I shouldn't have picked Hitler. Should I? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it was. Uh, uh, it was a stranger on to back. Didn't work out. <laughs> I think if you because if you picked you picked him, and I thought, oh well, at least as an excuse, you could just be like, I just don't know any other Austrian people. But you listed off about six before yeah. you picked. Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouldn't have picked Hitler. Now you know how Germany feels, mate. <laughs> well, that's it. What a wonderful episode of Fantasy 5. Do let us know what you thought of today's teams. Uh, all the result, in fact, on our social media. We are at Noise Next Door on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, a huge thank you to our incredible uh, producer, Paul. Producer Paul. He's called Producer Paul and he's a producer. Cool, Paul. It's Producer Paul. Uh, as always, he makes us sound uh, great. Uh, and, and a huge thank you as well to Ignacio and his victorious ways. Um, is there anywhere that the, the listeners can see you, can hear you? Yeah, man. Uh, ComedyLopez.com for all tour information. And if you follow me on social media, it's always Comedy Lopez as well, because nobody can spell or remember Ignacio. And Super Lopez was taken. <laughs> so it's Comedy Lopez. <laughs> um, and I've got, I've got a comedy album out, which is on iTunes and Spotify and Deezer, which is a platform apparently. It's on a bunch of stuff like that, Amazon Music. Uh, and currently... Uh, I'm planning to go on tour in uh, in the late summer, early autumn of this year. Who knows if that will happen? Fingers <laughs> crossed, guys. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm praying for that one. But yeah, Comedy Lopez for everything. Well, let's hope it does happen. And please do go and see him on tour. Uh, you can also follow us, uh, Fantasy Five, on your preferred podcast provider. Um, and as we said before, please do give us uh, five star reviews. Make sure you join us next time for Turkey versus France's best people. <laughs> we <laughs> shall see you then. It's time for us to hit the showers. Jeez, would anyone like a suck suck? Oh, you mean a chopper chop? No, I do not. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 